Well, I'm a visitor, and I'll assure you I'll be brief. Don't panic. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here this morning. Father Bob uh, asked me if I could step in for him, and I'm delighted to do that. And uh, it's a privilege. And every now and then, as a deacon, I get to celebrate the Eucharistic service. And it's always a great blessing to me, and especially uh, good to be here with you at Transfiguration. I think you know I lived about two miles from here for 20 years up at the top of the hill. I see familiar faces and folks whose uh, kids were friends with my kids growing up, and so I'm delighted to be here. And it's interesting this morning, isn't it, how much the scriptures, the psalm, uh, the reading from Ephesians and the gospel talk about forgiveness. Christianity is all about Forgiveness, really. Forgiveness of us for our sins, our multiple serious and frequent sins, which Jesus took away. We profess our faith in the remission of sin, the removal of sin. A little bit later, we'll hear in the comfortable words how Jesus is the propitiation for our sins, a 50-cent word for he takes our place. We're righteous only because of the righteousness of Christ, not because of anything with or in us. And so I wanted to talk a little bit this morning about that idea of forgiveness, which is so fully manifested in our faith. First, our forgiveness. And the scripture says we should forgive others because God first forgave us. That's what this parable Jesus told was all about. And it's interesting, uh, the gospel reading for today doesn't give us the complete context, but I'd like to back up a little bit in Matthew chapter 18. And if you want to grab a a Bible, I'm at Matthew chapter 18, chapter 18, verse 15. And Jesus is teaching Peter and the others, and he says, moreover, If thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If someone offends against you, sins against you, the model that Jesus gives us is first go to that person. Say, you've you've hurt me. You've, You've done wrong to me. And that's an opportunity for that person to repent, amend that with you, apologize, and be reconciled. If he shall... Hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And I don't know about you, but I've been through some processes, someone like somewhat like this, where you go to an unrepentant sinner and you go with some other folks and say, We we really want to reach out to you and, and address this if we can. So you try to reconcile with the wrongdoer. Then verse 17, if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. Go to the whole body of Christ and lay the dispute, the problem before you. But if he neglect to hear the church, and this is serious language from our Lord Jesus, painful, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican tax collector. 
In other words, he'd be ostracized, excommunicated, if I could use a, a term like that, only as an extreme remedy for the unrepentant sinner. And then he goes on, and, and we pick it up in the gospel we read today. Peter listened to that and said, well, okay, how many times do I have to forgive the sinner who offends against me? Do I have to do it seven times? Seven is one of those biblical numbers of completeness. In other words, do I have to keep doing it and doing it? And Jesus said, well, I'll tell you how many times, not seven, but 77, 70 times seven. I think that's 490 if I'm doing my arithmetic right, but even if I'm wrong, that's a lot. So Jesus is teaching there about forgiveness, even when it's painful, even when it's difficult, and it's not so much for the benefit of the wrongdoer as it is for the benefit of us, not to hold on to anger or bitterness uh, over that sin against us. It's not easy to do, is it? C.S. Lewis, the, the great Anglican writer, wrote in, in Mere Christianity about his experience of trying to forgive the headmaster of his school who was brutal and cruel and uh, arbitrary. And he talked about being an adult man well into middle age before he could find it within himself to forgive that man. Uh, I think we all have experiences in life, especially those of us who are you know, more than 21, of people who've done wrong against us and don't seem to care. And uh, Jesus you know, tells us to forgive even when they don't ask for forgiveness. Our Father who art in heaven, we're going to pray soon. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We say that every Sunday and more often, again and again, we kind of blow through those words, but think about that. Do we ask God to forgive us as we forgive the other people who've done wrong to us? I find that almost scary because I'm not so good at forgiving sometimes. And I certainly want God to be more forgiving of me than I often tend to be of others. And we see it again and again and again. Uh, we had a reading from Ephesians today, and I wanted to look at another passage from Ephesians briefly in chapter 4, uh, verse 26. Ephesians 4:26 talks about our anger. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't brood about it. Don't hang on to it. Don't nurture it. Neither give place to the devil. And he goes on to say, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And then this famous verse, Ephesians 4.32, And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. That's a challenge, isn't it? 
that's an admonition from St. Paul. And Peter, writing to the Colossians, uh, says something similar. If you look at Colossians 3, beginning at verse 12, Peter talks about this same concept in writing to his fellow Christians. And he says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. So I'm talking to myself this morning more than to you, but we have a serious charge from our Savior, Jesus Christ. We have an example from him. What better example than the man who could say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, as he was being tormented and murdered unjustly as part of the process of expiating, propitiating my sins and your sins. Forgive them. And the scripture teaches us is we're forgiving, we will be forgiven. Uh, so that's our challenge for this morning. That's what all of these scripture passages are teaching me and teaching you. And I just pray for us all to be more faithful in that regard. And as we pray the Lord's Prayer later today, absorb that verse, that statement. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's something to work on every day. It's something that challenges us every day. It's something that's difficult to do, but by the power of the Holy Spirit and the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, it seems possible that we can do it. And I pray that I will, and I pray that you will. And again, thank you so much for letting me be with you this morning.